Well, the recent ABC program Four Corners highlighted some very serious misgivings in the area of guardianship practices. And joining us today, in fact, right now, to explain the current guardianship laws and practices is Christine Dulles from the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administration Abuse. A very good afternoon, Christine. Good afternoon, Jenny. How are you? Look, very, very well, thank you. I think everyone would have been a little bit disturbed uh, watching that program a couple of weeks ago. I'm wondering if you've managed to see it or heard much about it. Well, I actually appeared on the program ah. and um, I have been working with uh, quite a few journalists in ah. exposing this horrible system. And I think that, I think until you live this system and actually see it, it is quite unbelievable that this can occur. Yeah. This, this, these types of abuses can occur in Australia. I'm, I'm quite shocked. I'm a victim of the system. So oh I'm quite familiar with it. And I think um, many uh, members in ASGAR really are trying to expose and warn the Australian public what is actually and what does lie ahead in guardianship. Christine, it, there was some forensic journalism that went into this, which is uh, something that's uh, pretty heavy and, and very accurate for the, the information that they found out before they started to put this sort of thing to air. Are yes. we suggesting that there is a cohesion in the government where they're doing things that, oh, we know it's wrong, very wrong, uh, but it could border on being illegal, do you think? Yes, I'm actually a qualified accountant, so I could possibly, okay. I could answer those questions. I have audited and assisted many members with their statements, and what we see in the practice of the public trustee is far more, oh, I'd say, I wouldn't say, look, I would call many of the, the matters that I've witnessed need an investigation, but one of the problems that we see is we're actually reporting the Crown. We're asking the Crown to assess the Crown to investigate itself. Yeah. Now, we see many, many um, issues such as overinflated assets or assets undersold or victims denied their statements or transactions that occur that have not occurred, so services charged that have not been provided... But the, the fees that it's actually charged are just part of the problem. The problem that we are seeing is that victims are forced into this system and they cannot escape. Social workers and tribunal hearings involuntarily, you know, feeding clients to this system and it's far more complicated than just the trustee and just the fees. It's actually once you are targeted, once you are part of this system unlike any other system or any other provider where you can opt out, you cannot opt out easily under the trustee. Oh, that's, and that's, that's the problem. That's the message we cert that certainly came across very strongly. And, and so many people have lost so much money, but we'll go into that a bit more. The actual concept of the guardianship goes back mm -hmm. some time. And it, do you think it possibly started out with very good intention? Look, I think guardianship has always been a role where the family would have some input or the the, the the person and the family would work together and support their loved one. And this paternalistic system, obviously, is something that we're all familiar with. What we are seeing in our organisation is there's now actually competition by state and territory governments to remove your decision-making human rights, to actually transfer your identity for their benefit, obviously, 
to the state and that's a lot of power that is a lot of power your personal financial and medical decision making being made by complete stranger often thousands of kilometers away and families that are caught up in this system are actually now competing with the state where there are least restrictive options available first and foremost for the family or a loved one once you're in this system, yeah. there is competition to take over your life. Imagine now, we think of guardianship, for example, our powers of attorney would be honoured, our, our husband can step in or wife or partner to take over our decision-making rights when we become vulnerable. That's not the case. What we are seeing is the state using any excuse to remove trusted caring family, taking over the estate and taking over the personal decision-making making decisions that actually benefit the state, social costs. Yeah. So it's far more complex than the public trustee. Why did, why did this happen, Christine? What gave them the right or the power? They gave themselves the power to do this. Was it genuinely to help people or just to take their money, for goodness sake? Well, the governments have created a business. This is a business model and they don't even hide it in the reports and the inquiries we have witnessed and reviewed. This is actually a commercial enterprise. Now, anyone with any business acumen will know that when you're running a business, you maximise your return and you maximise your revenue. Now, this is our government. Our government, their role is to govern. Their, yeah. go their role is to protect us, to protect our human rights. Now, their business model, which is the public trustee, is in serious you know, conflict with their role to govern. So what we are seeing is there's this grey area where they're not really governing and protecting. They're actually returning a profit. There are KPIs involved. There are returns here. There are assets to be made. And it's a very, very lucrative business. I believe a very dangerous one for our governments, in particularly our state, to um, undertake. Um, it's yeah. very, very difficult to escape. It's very difficult to fight a system that has unlimited resources. They have Crown solicitors at their beck and call. Not only do they have that, but they can use your money once you're under guardianship oh, and use that against you, your life savings, your money mm. to fight you. And you can even be denied representation. And that's actually occurring throughout the nation and it's quite frightening to actually participate in hearings the SAT hearings, the tribunal hearings and to witness people losing their rights when there are least restrictive alternatives available the mm. government should not be in this business they well, need to be removed. They shouldn't be in business at all should they? No, no, they no this, is what, this is what I'm finding very hard to understand how it is it got to this point and for how long it's been going on We presented a report to the disability our organisation that is Christian Concern and Deb and, and, and others uh, we presented a 352 page report documenting over four decades of oh. abuse in this area news articles, evidence, stories and nothing gets done. There have been inquiries the 2007 older people in the law, guardianship abuse is listed in there, the van inquiry of 2015 guardianship being used as a weapon against families. Now we have NDIS. NDIS has become quite a nasty little system for many vulnerable people. The intention was well. It started off well. Providers are now using um, the guardianship system, that is the SAT, to initiate applications against vulnerable people, removing them from their families, forcibly institutionalising against their will 
before their time, before their time, yeah. uh, victims into aged care and group homes. Yeah. And to see this, to actually witness this is quite upsetting and disturbing and we're powerless. We're actually powerless to stop it because the legislation empowers SAT, the public guardians and the public trustees, these three departments, to engage in these behaviours. You know, it could happen to any one of us. This, this I think, yes. is the reality of it all. Can I just ask you what brought it to this point and to the public's attention? Christine, were you behind this? Did you contact the media to look into this? Oh, many advocates were behind this. Uh, it's not, I'd like to take credit for something, but unfortunately it's not just myself. Advocates for 30 years have been yes. really um, pushing this along. Uh, we have some lovely advocates. We have June Walker, uh, Chris Jenkinson, Deb uh, Jenkinson as well, Maria in Adelaide, all over. We've all sort of... I think because we are victims of this system, we all got together at some point and said enough's enough and we need to drive this and we've used effectively social media and we've used effectively um, our contacts and people that we know and many people have been complaining about this. Now, the problem with the public trustee, it is a business model that is designed to fail. It can only survive by involuntary clients, more victims that, that are... Yeah you know, sent off. So eventually the drums start to beat louder and louder. And I think collectively over 30 years, enough's enough. I we should think so. Needs to change. Look, it also came through in the report on Four Corners that the people that were assessing these uh, turning out yes. to be victims were not qualified yes. to do so. Would you no, confirm that? Yes, I. Um, that's a particular area of mine. Capacity tests are being undertaken by professionals in other fields that are not qualified Goodness. to assess dementia or to assess uh, the capacity domains of five domains. A neuropsychiatrist, a neurologist and a psychiatrist are the only ones actually qualified to assess capacity. Now, that's good and, that's good and done, but we have to look further at that. Who's appointing these doctors as well? Are there conflicts of interest to the state? But often enough, we see social workers, occupational therapists, we see JPs, we have even seen a dentist Goodness. provide a capacity report. I kid you not, a dentist. Mm. So we have seen this and many mental... It's not just the, the, the person assessing the report, it's the testing that they undertake. Many mental tests are notoriously inaccurate. Um, we see also many migrants being subjected to capacity tests, not speaking a word of English, not understanding the questions that they are being asked yeah. or the environment that they are being asked. I have witnessed people drugged absolutely could not answer a question medicated and forced to undertake a capacity test to see this and then to accept these reports by a tribunal is horrendous and it's happening more and more what about the fees how are they justifying that look the fees if when you look at the fees um when you look at the fees they don't they, they don't seem the actual fees, say the income stream fees or the income uh, fees that they charge are not as high as the capital commission. So, for example, once an order is placed 
an administrative order, often a 5% fee can be often charged on your whole estate. That's the first fee. Then there is an income fee. Then there are fees selling your property. And, the, and then there are legal fees. So if you mount a challenge, Jenny, if you and I mount a challenge on guardianship, if we were guardianised, our money, our the legal fees, will come out of our estate. Yeah. So it's almost encouraging for it to happen right because the, the the winner is you know the winner is always the public trustee or the lawyers you and i would lose and that's the problem so the fees are not capped it's an open checkbook yeah, they open. become you jenny they yeah. step into your shoes they being the public guardian mm. and the public trustee it's almost like identity theft they become you and make those decisions do you think there are personal gains involved in this situation with the public trustees? I mean, are people skimming? Uh, look, there have been over the years many, I, I call the lower fruit, charged. We do, uh, we do have a list of names of individuals allegedly uh, selling property, undervaluing that property yeah. and selling it to people they know. There's no external oversight in the system. There's, this is a state-run business created under state legislation and the estate is basically appointing the tribunal members, the public guardians, the public trustees and when you try to complain against, you're often referred to a state body. So this judge, jury and executioner model is actually operating. So there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to complain. Where are we going to go now, Christine? Something has to happen. This can't just stay where it is. No, no, it has to stop. And what we've requested the Disability Law Commission actually hold an informal session I've requested one of the solicitors to hold an informal session of victims so we can talk about this. This is not a conspiratorial theory. It's actually happening and more and more victims are falling under this net and it needs to stop and it needs to stop at a federal level. The federal government has an obligation, a duty to step in and protect its citizens when the state initiates legislation that actually abuses them. Christine, we're hearing the horror stories. Have they at any stage helped people a lot in in a good way? I mean, they surely can't have been running all this time and every person that they have under their power be sort of treating them this way. Have there been any good stories? Look, I have seen, um, and, and I have seen the public trustee in some cases, make the right decisions. There are situations which are rare where the whole family, for instance, has targeted a vulnerable person, but they are rare. Um, Our complaint, our biggest issue is that's fine. A member is under the public trustee or they've been ordered to be um, under the public trustee. They cannot escape that system. If they decide, look, it's not for me, I'd like to find another provider, I'd like to go elsewhere, they can't escape the system. It's very difficult to remove them or apply for, say, a law firm to look after you or a private administrator. It becomes quite difficult. There are some good stories uh, in terms of abuse, but we see more the horror stories. We've seen more uh, the victims actually contacting our organisation and just, begging, please get us out. Please get us out of this system. Would it be an exaggeration to suggest that there would be many hundreds of people in this particular position? Hundreds? I'd say thousands. Oh, my goodness. This is awful. There are 50,000 people 
under public guardianship slash administration. Public, that's not private administration. So it's a conservative figure. Um, the problem that you have, gag laws, various states have um, various laws. In South Australia in particular, we have a lady who's entrapped in a hospital. Her son wants her um, to live at home. She wants to live at home. Yeah. She is dying. She is looked after very well. But the tribunal, and I, legally I can be charged for talking about this story. Um, the laws do not allow me to name her, to disclose any details, nor the state. These gag laws are preventing the truth from coming out. Mm, sounds like a terrible conspiracy, to be honest. It does. It does. And it, yeah. And I, look, when, when I first, I couldn't believe it. I thought, this can't be happening. I've never heard of this. This is insane. Like you say, they're meant to protect us. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the more you look into it, yeah. it's, it's real. It is a reality. And I'm sure many, many of your listeners listening today are nodding their head, um, yep. saying, oh, yes, yes, this has happened to me, or it happened to my mother, or it happened to my grandmother. It really is. I don't call it kidnapping. I call it an entrapment process, yeah. like a fly being drawn to a web. It's really, really, um, and, and it, it really is the legislation that is to blame here. It's, it's not individual people um, whilst they, they act on orders. It really is up to our states and our territories, in particular federal government, to take some action on this issue. Well, everyone has to keep talking about it, Christine, that's for they sure. Do. People listening at the moment, I know we have a lot of listeners around the age group for sure. Can they sort of look at a website or anything to get more information if they're concerned about a family member? Yes, our website um, has um, easy-to-read information and website and videos and uh, fact sheets as well. It's www.aasgaa.org. So that's www.aasgaa.org. Look, great information. You keep at it. and We're so proud of you for doing it, Christine. Thank you very much. No, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. you. There you go. That is very, very frightening. Mm -hmm.